Hey guys, welcome back to Beer Bubbles, the number one bubbliest podcast in the world. This one today is a bit of a like spontaneous episode, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's spontaneous, spontaneous. Uh, well, like we, it's been four weeks in the making, but then we didn't really talk about what we we're going to talk about. No, <laughs> no. It's, uh, we, we just we tried to get, get a date that we could do it together. Yeah. Uh, we're, today we're going to talk a little bit about the, the industry we work in, uh, specifically working as a beer bartender or a beer tender. Yes. Um, because it, there's a difference, I believe. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, how, well in, in, you're, you the, you're the nerdy one. Uh, not that nerdy sometimes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but before we begin, we've been working our asses off today. Yeah, and uh, but maybe that's why we came up with this idea, because we've been doing stuff that you don't do in a normal bar. No, and the stuff that the guests never see. Yes. Uh, as well. Uh, but we're going to start with a beer. Uh, okay, you decide. Uh, and these are newly renovated glasses. Yeah, and we're going to talk about renovating glasses in a moment. When we've had a chance to try... Uh, I haven't tried this one. And this one we just ordered. It was actually kegged. Yeah. Uh, th- I think it was Thursday last week. Oh. Uh, so this is a brewery called Television Brewery, located in Bromma. And this is their session IPA, called Sunrise, I think. And I've clocked off, so I'm going to have... Mark, you can have as well. Well, I'm going to clock in in a few... Yeah, but a few hours again, but I'm going to clock in do, doing something. I'll take more than... I'll, I'll do something that you don't do as a normal bartender as well. Yeah, we're going to talk about that too. Uh, this is Villa Sunrise Session IPA on 4.6% from television. Hi, Frederick. Hi, Frederick. You're a cool guy. Yes. <laughs> don't move to, to France. We need you here. He's no. going to move to France? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you start off with a sheer. Cheers. It's a light, fresh, For being what it is, it's, IPA. it's hazy, but it's not hazy, hazy. It's not It's too not much juicy. Hazy. No, it's not juicy. It's, it's still very fresh and citrusy and uh, has a little tone of bitterness to it. Yeah. Uh, I'm losing my You're losing your headphones. headphones here. There we are. Ah. That's better. <laughs> Didn't put it in. Oh, I've got stereo now. <laughs> CC and holes. No. Uh, <laughs> What is the difference between working in a regular bar or a cocktail bar and a beer tail or a beer bar? Uh, well, you tell me. You've been doing it now for a while. I never dish so many glasses. <laughs> well, washing, washing up is one thing, uh, and and really taking care of your glassware. Yeah, because glassware ex- is extremely important when it comes to beer and keg lines and keg lines. So I've been doing the keg lines today. Uh, which means I've put uh, a special cleaning um, agent into our... Puriflex? Something like that. It's called, it's called there's, Puriflex. There's a, there's a few different white, uh, ones, pipeline, yeah. Puriflex. Uh, but basically you fill up your keg, uh, your line system, your beer lines with this detergent or, or mm-hmm. agent. Leave it for about 45 minutes and then you rinse it thoroughly with water. Yeah. And the cool thing is that you can see on the color. So, yeah, when it's clean or when it's clean, it's well, supposed actual, to be purple. Actual, the actual agent is purple. Yeah. So when you run it through your lines and your lines are clean, mm-hmm. it the the agent is purple. Yeah. And the the dirtier your line is, the more darker green the color will be when you pour it out for in the beginning. If it's really ugly, it's brown. It's brown, and if it's horrible, it's like black. Oh yeah. <laughs> so and and. 
about every three weeks is the like optimized yeah. cleaning. You can get away with doing every fourth week if you change yeah. your change your beers often and, and yeah. often and will change between different beers and mm. run water through your system all the time. But absolute maximum six weeks, like absolute maximum. Oh yeah, but that's if you change cakes a lot and run them with water in between. So we have two different. Here <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> we have two uh, different. We we actually got a got a <laughs> bit of a heads up. People think we are too a, a bit too. Um, Accurate, but hey, we work in there. Yeah, we work <laughs> here, and, <laughs> and we kind of like our workplace. Yeah, they sponsor us, so it's uh, <laughs> like no, it's uh, we have the regular tap lines with nine taps, which is our regular, like always on. So that one we don't run through with water as much as we do the guest taps, which are fifteen. But then we change beers at least once a week. I would say on every tap is changed. So and then w- while we change them, we run them through with water, and you get all that extra. Yeah, you get get all the, the shite out. Yeah, so that lasts a little bit longer. Uh, but for the relay, for example, that's optimized for two weeks, every two weeks. Oh yeah, of because course. that's mm-hmm. a fresh live beer, so it's uh, it's also like unfiltered beer uh, sticks more to the beer lines than uh, filtered beer. Sour beer needs cleaning off more often than than non sour beers because of it's it can uh, attract bacteria mm. much easier. For example, if you have like a smoked beer on tap, uh, that that sits in the in the in the tap line very well. So if you're gonna change to something else that isn't smoky afterwards, clean your goddamn tap line. Oh yeah, <laughs> because otherwise, <laughs> if you put on a pilsner afterwards, that's gonna have a bit of smoke to it and uh, off flavors, and that's not very nice. But how do you know the tap lines aren't clean? How can you notice? Well, the f- uh, worst case scenario, all your beers start tasting tasting like um, butter. Or butterscotch, or mm. a butter that's gone off a bit. Uh, it's a compound called diacetyl that starts to build in the lines, mm. especially with unfiltered beers, but also yeah. other beers uh, when you don't clean them. Yeah, and uh, I would say a lot of places has it. A lot of places. I'm not going to say which places, but a lot of places have it. It's well, the the, the pro- big problem is that. Swedish beer bars or Swedish bars have had a tradition of not cleaning their own lines. Mm. Uh, so the, they've had a uh, contract with one of the big ones and they've come every fourth to seventh weeks and clean the lines for them. Maybe. Mm, well, <laughs> not, <laughs> don't be uh, too, too harsh now. No, uh, they they normally do. Some of them have started using new systems where... Mm. Uh, actually, the the restaurant, or bar, or pub themselves should clean the lines. My big issue is that they haven't educated the staff enough. Yeah, that's also not a problem. Like everybody doesn't know. Oh. like our friends, uh, I can't just say their names because they asked me. Aaron and Leo, mm-hmm. at uh, the guys who had Corner Club before, as we talked about on the podcast, they have a Rumble Sway now. When I was at their Great place, cocktail bar. Fantastic cocktail bar. Have a party well, on Sunday. Ne- next Sunday. Ne- no, it's Sunday. That's not advertising accurate. That's advertising them. That's <laughs> advertising Rumble Sway. Rumble Sway. <laughs> no, and they asked me because they started to learn when they were working with us that, oh, you have to clean your tap lines? Like, yes. And they started asking questions. So last time I was there, they sent me out to the bar and like, taste all of our beers. <laughs> but they were clean. They were very nice. Yeah. So they have people coming there and cleaning them for them. Which is nice, but the education is very important, I think, and that's 
not all places get that. No, and, the th- and it's actually uh, sometimes you get people coming in here that think the beer is off because it's too clean. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they, they're used to having these. Uh, diacetyl is, is just one of the things that can happen, but, but it's the most common one. And diacetyl is actually existent in some beer types. So you just need need to know what you're drinking as, as well. Because if you're having a Czech Pilsner, it might not be bad, even though you have a bit of diacetyl to it. Probably have it. And then also one thing is very interesting is that some relays also have that kind of tone, but it's more of like a fudge tone to yeah. a lot of them. And you can very easily... Well, the thing is, the diacetyl is something that the yeast produces when it ferments as well. And yeah. in a real ale, you have a fermentation on site. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. means you'll end up with a hint of diacetyl in your beer Yeah, uh, if it ferments good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's supposed to be that. So some people but are scared. Just a tiny, tiny yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. tiny, a tiny. Hint. Not, not, not a bubbled, buttered popcorn in your face. No. <laughs> <laughs> but... Renovating glasses, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah, you've been doing that all day. It took yeah. you uh, six hours to do, uh, what was it, maybe 400 glasses? Uh, no, about 300, I think. 300. 300. 300 well, glasses. 200 of them was, were mine for my taste. Uh, 101, your, 102 uh, were 102 yours. 102 were mine. 102. Okay. Uh, these glasses right here, yeah. as you see in the video if you're on Patreon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shout out to our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> uh, renovating glasses is that, so for example, Every bar that wants clean beer glasses has their own machine for that, which there's not allowed anything else but the beer glasses that has had beer in it. Yeah, it's no fat from the kitchen, no no grease, nothing like that. Uh, so for today, for example, I when I put down took down the old glasses that's been standing <laughs> on a shelf for too long, they were covered in in grease. Well, they've been they, we, the shelves are quite close to the kitchen. You get grease yeah. from the kitchen. So you had to pour it through the normal machine first. Yeah. Then With clean them. water in that yeah. one, of course. And then renovate them. Yeah. Uh, and you do that with a special compound as well called Renovate. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> called Renovate. <laughs> uh, and that cleans away the... Basically, it, when you dish your glasses and they get dirty and they, they create like a surface on the inside, it's not dangerous, it's not like unhealthy, it's not, you're gonna, not going to get sick. But it does this thing when you pour the beer, and especially as... We pour the beer when we, what do you call it, slam the beer, or when you... Uh, you pour it straight down the glass. Straight down the glass, so you create this foam heading up. Uh, you can see on the sides, if it creates bubbles on the side. Yeah, it the sticks glass. to the sides of the glass. The glass is dirty. When that happens, it actually kills the foam, basically. But it, it affects the carbon dioxide inside mm. the beer, so the carbon dioxide explodes out of the beer, and, and uh, the beer oxidizes fa- oxidize faster, and you don't get any of the nice carbon dioxide in the beer. No, exactly. Because when you when you pour it hard, straight down the glass, the gases flees up to the top and basically starts building protein that builds the foam. Well, they don't build the protein. No, no it's in the beer. But yeah, the, yeah, but they start to well, latch together or something. I read, yeah. I read that somewhere. It's very deep. But yeah, that's what happens. So when you don't have a clean glass, that's going to happen. That's not fun because that creamy, nice foam you want going to disappear very quickly. Yeah, and uh, since there's no head on the beer, the the surface area that is actually the oxygen surface area mm. of the, in contact with oxygen is bigger, mm. uh, which means your beer is going to oxidize faster. 
uh, and will go not just flat, but it will taste a bit off. Yeah, because a lot of people, when I was working at other places, always left about maybe five to ten centiliters in the glass. And they said, no, it doesn't taste good anymore. That quickly. It goes that quickly before the beer turns starts to turn bad. So, so a lot of people order like 33 centiliters instead so they can drink it faster uh, to not have that last bit that was bad, so to say. But this was good. This was really nice. Really I nice beer. This one. Uh, you who watched the video, you can tell how much I like this one because it's already empty. Uh, a little bit more, so I'm just... Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to grab another glass and I'm going to open the second one. And this is Summer Snow. Summer Snow. Which can happen in Sweden. <laughs> so, cheers. Well, cheers again. This is a bit more on the juicy side. Yeah. Still good, though. Nice balance. But not a little hint of, hint of bitterness in the after aftertaste. Really light. Yeah, but not super hazy. Like, just a little bit juicy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also from Television Brewery. <laughs> Maybe we should say that. <laughs> For the people who doesn't watch the yes. video. Yes, yes. Nice uh, glasses. Well cleaned. <laughs> well cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> You've done well, my little pal. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. What else is there when you work in a in a... In a, in a place that just concentrates on beer it's dates to make sure you serve beers who have the same expiry dates and you don't like if because otherwise if you especially when it comes to uh, like belgian beers Mm. uh, like trappist and stuff like that you don't want to sell beer that's got six months longer expiry date because that that means that that beer is going to taste different than the other one Definitely. And also, if you have a beer that has shorter expiry date, if you have a beer that has shorter expiry date, that's also something you could save. So you should use the, you can also use the new one. Yeah, yeah rota- rotate stuff. Rotate uh, that's, stuff. That, I've seen that in lots of uh, bars that I've worked before, that mm. uh, people are a bit lazy when it comes to rotating beer. Yeah, that's true. But I had a, pl- I had a place... Uh, I'm not going to say what place, but I ordered a... You say that a lot. Yeah, I'm not... Just You, you don't have to say that you don't have to say Ah, it. fuck <laughs> it. I was at this bar, and I ordered a Founders KBS. Hmm? I think I paid 110 Swedish crowns for it. That's a good price. And I look at the bottle, because I, I tasted it first. Fuck, something. This is, this is not fresh. And I look at the bottle. It expired like five years ago. <laughs> Well, good on you. <laughs> good on me. I'm like, oh, a vintage KBS for 110 crowns. That's good stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and go back here again. <laughs> so that's a pleasant surprise. But yeah, it's it's important to, to rotate. Especially when it comes to hoppy and hazy. Uh, yeah. That kind of beer is actually best just when they brew it. Uh, some brewers and some beer lovers will disagree with me there. Uh, and especially when it comes to the super hazy ones. Hmm. Some people really think that they're better when they've had a couple of months. I'm actually one of them because it mellows down the juiciness and it's mm. just, and the uh, bitterness is bitterness in the actual beer goes forward more, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. 
But this this is not something. This is not a uh, universal truth. This is my opinion. That counts more. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because hoppy beers are supposed to be drunk now. Yeah, drunk now because it's a it's fresh. It's a, as soon as the beer is canned or kegged or what is it bottled, it starts to die basically. Yeah, uh, despite what we're seeing around us here. Uh, <laughs> Not universal <laughs> truth. <laughs> no, it's of course when it comes to aging beer, there's a difference. There's always exceptions from the rule, uh, but the rule is beer is best fresh. Yeah, uh, and that's that's the universal rule. Yeah, but when it comes to aging beer and drinking aged beers, I think that's more of an interest and like the, you know curiosity. Mm. What happens after mm. a few years is it still good. What? Ha- else can happen to the beer that's not there from the beginning. I'd, I'd recommend everyone who works in any kind of beer bar, and even though you think you know quite a lot, uh, go to a beer tasting. Yeah. You, will, you will learn something new. Uh, I go to beer tastings, and I learn stuff all the time. Uh, and I've done this for over 20 years. So yeah, it's, uh, and, and, and talk to your regulars, like the people hanging out there, and like the people you know that... Sit in your bar quite a lot. They drink a lot of different beers. They have a lot of knowledge as oh, well. Oh, yeah. And they've definitely. been in the game for a long time, some of them. So there's a lot of knowledge to get there as well. It's uh, You're never fully learned. Be humble. <laughs> drink good beer. <laughs> it's hard to be humble when you know everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> no. uh, well, Whereas The toughest thing about working in a beer bar, though, is the, all the carrying. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, well, I mean, depends on how big the place is, of course, but it's... Most people don't, uh, like, guests don't see the, this, but we at least, we're in two hours ahead of opening. Mm. Our, like, warehouses are actually five and a half floors down from the restaurant, so it's quite a bit away. And, and we sell a few beers. Well, a little bit, I noticed. So, and so sometimes we do carry quite a lot of beer and you actually every thursday you you like today you, you're the one who who receives all our order our, our deliveries of beer as well so you're you're the main carrying guy yeah yay yay for me <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually your your own choice i know it's i, th- I think it's uh, fun because i like to know what we have and uh, where everything is where everything is so when i open up i have to call you yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm a bit messed up that way. I just need to know, like, okay, that's that. I know where that is. I know where that is. So as soon as somebody changes anything, I get confused. <laughs> I didn't put that there. Like, hmm. <laughs> who's been here? You're not the only one with OCD in this bar. No, I know. It's, it's uh, quite a, a common trait, uh, trait with bartenders that they have OCD. Yeah, well, everything has to be in the right place. This is this is uh, an old French expression, mise en place. Mise en place everything yeah. in its right place. Yeah. Because then everything goes faster, you get everything delivered faster, and you've got more time to speak to your customers. Exactly. And it doesn't even have to be like you put something far away. I mean, when uh, we rearranged the whiskey menu, and uh, our guy Mike rearranged the whiskey on the shelf because we have it in... Uh, Alphabetical order. Alphabetic order. Order. I think it was, let's say, Loch Lomond, for example. I don't know which whiskey they want. I remember, but he moved it four 
like four, four spaces to four the right. Four spaces to the right. And you just couldn't find it. And I got, I'm just standing there like, why the fuck is that bottle? <laughs> and I'm running around and I'm asking my colleague and I'm like, oh shit. And I go back and I'm like, oh, there. <laughs> it's uh, literally in front of my eyes. But I couldn't see it because it, was, it had been there for like six months. And it moved four, four spaces. That little, I find it weird that Glenn Elgin stands before Glendronach. You know the reason why? Glenn Elgin is two words. So Glenn oh, always Jesus. comes before Glenn something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, have you noticed that on our, on our whiskey shelf? I don't think I've noticed that one. No. We have about 500 kinds on yeah. our shelf, so it's <laughs> difficult to notice everything. <laughs> yeah, so no, not just a beer bar. We have a lot of whiskey as well. And that's when you're not like uh, in the l- at the level of Mickey. Mm-hmm. It's a bit <laughs> hard to learn. You're good at whiskey. You well, I work with whiskey as well, yeah. so that's why. I don't know if there's so much more we can talk about being a bar. T- uh, sorry, beer tender. Beer tender. I think there are a few words you, I can say that really sums everything up. Keep your tap lines clean. Keep your glasses clean. Don't be a snob. No. And take care of the beer. And rather, for example, if you get a keg that is uh, overcarbonized, rather send it back than serve it because it's going to be a hell to serve it. Yeah, uh, and if something's bad, disconnect it, send it back. Yeah, breweries are going to accept it. Like at least ninety-five percent of them are going to ac- accept that something yeah. went bad because it happens. It, it's normal um, because it, it, it's an industry. Well, you, you're else. you're from the wine world yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. They normally say that before the screw screw corks thingy, yeah. uh, screw top, I think it's yeah. called. Yeah, uh, before that, ev- one in every ten bottles was yeah. was faulty. And, and uh, shit mo- happens with beer as well. Yeah, and the most common thing with wine is the TCA bacteria. Because yeah. into the wine, it smells like a molded... It's like a cork, molded, molded cork. Mold, yeah, exactly, like molded cork. And uh, I've actually had that in a couple of whiskeys as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I noticed mm-hmm. that once as well. But things can happen to beer. Yeah. Uh, it might not be what you um, what you expect always, or or the beer might be faulty. Mm. Send it back. Uh, take it off the lines. Listen to your customers. If they say something wrong, try it. Yeah. And if you don't have the knowledge yourself, believe them. Uh, <laughs> give them something else. Yeah, and get someone who knows. <laughs> Yeah, well, get to someone to know, who knows to try it. And, yeah. Not um, in front of the guest book, but yeah. for yourself, mm-hmm. within yourself. Uh, don't staff. don't be afraid of giving people something else uh, if if something's wrong for them. Yeah, and the guests will get happier. Yeah, most of all. Yeah, and so. and give people samples because mm. people people might not know what they want. Give people samples and listen to what they like, uh, flavor wise. It's not yeah. it's not that hard. No, it, it's that's the most question I get is uh, when people come in and they ask for like the stuhlstark, which is like big, strong in, in English. Uh, they yeah, usually the, the want basically a, a normal, normal light lager, yeah, normal industrial light lager. produced, industrially uh, produced lager. Yeah, and I never give them just a lag, like like light lager. It's not because I'm I want to be a snob and like oh you're gonna get something else. No, it's I ask them what what flavors do you like? Do you like bitterness? Do you like sweetness? And Asking those questions, just what kind of flavors they like, I'll give them a sample of something that fits the profile of their, what they're, they're explaining to me. And most of the time, they're like, wow, I like this. 
well, that's a Belgium triple. There you go. <laughs> or that's, a, that's an IPA. There you go. So they it's, can it's like people who come in and say they don't like beer. Yeah. And my only answer is, it's not that you don't like beer. It's that you haven't tried the beer you like yet. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I feel that's my job, most of all, is to, to find what people actually enjoy to drink. Our job is not just serving. Our job is also to show people what beer can be. Exactly. And speaking of what beer can be, we're going to go... We, should we go for the third one as well? Of course we are. Okay. I'm thirsty. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm working. <laughs> and this is from a brewery that we interviewed not too far back, uh, Thornbridge. You want more? I think. Uh, oh, come on. Don't be shy. There we are. Thank you. And this is their Coco... Uh, Coco Wonderland. Wonderland. So it's a chocolate porter. How strong is that? 6.8, yeah. I think. It's mm. a bit strong. I really like the Thornbridge Brewery. I mean, they have one of my favorite IPAs ever. Jaipur. Jaipur, yeah. Mm. Oh, a fresh Jaipur, as mm. fresh as you can get it here. Well, the thing is, That's Thornbridge magic. was one of the first English breweries who uh, explored into modern modern beers or, mm. or like looked at the US a bit for for inspiration Uh, so they have the the Jaipur is actually a traditional beer but kind of modern profile Mm -hmm. and and this is their as we said their chocolate porter and I haven't tried this yet I have and I really enjoyed it so you think I'm in for a treat I think you are I but you know I'm a a sucker for porters and (laughs) stouts cheers I mean, you smell that first. <laughs> that's, that's like opening up a, a bar of milk chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes. It smells like grown-up chocolate milk. Chocolate milk for adults, man. <laughs> it really is. Really nice bitterness in the end. Mm. It's got lots of sweetness and lots of chocolate. Creamy. It's very creamy. Mm. But it's really dry on the on in the end. Mm. Yeah, but uh, you still have that like dark chocolate laying around in the back as well with the bitterness. It goes from milk chocolate to like Belgian 65, 70% mm. chocolate. Really nice. Yeah, I enjoy this one a lot. It's uh, That's good stuff. Might be my new favorite from Thornbridge. <laughs> should we turn everything off and just sit and enjoy our beer? Yeah, we should. Uh, do you have any questions about... Working in a in a beer restaurant or working with beer overall, you can always message us and ask. And uh, yeah, but just comment something on our social medias or whatever. DM us on Instagram <laughs> or email us at or beer underscore bubbles underscore podcast at gmail dot com. Or become a patron. Or become a patron there. and get get all all the extra materials and chances to win. Some really cool uh, merchandise. Yeah, we still have a lot of merch. Like, a lot. Tons of merch. A lot. A lot. And I we, actually we don't want it. I actually put together now a bag of just Swedish microbreweries. Mm. Like, things from uh, Coppersmith, Oppigwards, Nynäshamn. We actually have a few of the 25th anniversary t-shirts oh, that nice. we're going to raffle out. Um yeah, I, I, as you see on me now, I don't know, for those of you watching, I have a Brooks suit shirt on, Dale's Pale Ale cap. I mean, I'm, I'm a and I've, uh, beer merch whore I've, I've forever. Got, uh, what do you have? An Angry Share t-shirt from... Angry Share. <laughs> Angry Share from uh, Tampa. And it's literally a share. 
Yeah, it's a chair. <laughs> a gray chair. Is, that, is gray chairs angry? <sighs> well, it's a, gray, it's a dark gray chair on a light gray shirt. It's like, yeah, that's angry. It's angry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, take care of yourself and whatever you do, drink, drink better, better beer. beer.